Why are you eating? <laughs> okay. We should we should really include this in the podcast, <laughs> please. Like great. Welcome to episode nineteen of the MJ podcast. I'm I'm your host Max. Max is eating food today. I'm Jared. <laughs> okay. The topics. Uh, let's go off into it. Start a little somber. Um, in the past week, the death of George Floyd was viral, rightfully so. And I want to say like ninety nine percent of the U.S. outrage right now. I would like to believe. And I think building up for the past for a good for a good amount of years now, but really since I can, since I can remember the Ferguson killings, it's been rising up, and it's really the breaking point right now. And we've seen protests and riots all over the country, including protests in country in countries like England, France, New Zealand, and even my in my country, Israel. They had a, they had a big, pretty big protest in Tel Aviv. So, it's um, changing a lot. Uh, um, I think it's changed the way we, we all see it these days. And um, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's been, very, it's been really sad and depressing. And also, really angering to see not, not, nothing change, it feels like. And... Crazy time we're living in. I think I think you, I think this is easily the most tensious it's been Jared since since like you were a toddler with the with the LA riots over uh got it uh, what I know but over the killing of the well it was riots over Watts how do I not know this I know this whatever but you, you know what I'm talking about and it's been uh it's been very. Just, yeah, disgusting and sad and a mixture of bad emotions. And, yeah. Well, you just contradicted yourself because you said that a lot has changed and nothing has changed. So I think that's actually weirdly the right thing to say because I think a lot of people's attitudes have changed, but yet not actually anything has changed. <laughs> um because people are protesting, but there really hasn't been any tangible change uh, to what people are protesting. So I think the protests are going to continue. And, um, you know, for me and, and a lot of people, it's affected sports a lot in that there are a lot of teams, athletes, uh, owners, whatever, people that are involved with sports that have come out and made statements and you know a lot of people are are looking to those statements and wondering you know what action is behind those statements so some teams and and leagues and players are getting ridiculed for saying the wrong thing some of them are getting praised some of them are you know it's it's kind of a lot of different messages that are being put out there right now but again uh it's pretty tough at this point because we're only you know as we record this about a week in and you know there needs to for for the movement to to work for what people are protesting uh they're 
probably needs to be some things that that are changed and and that's you know maybe talking about police policy uh leaders of of who's in office and and things like that so uh, it seems like if this is actually a moment that makes a difference it should be the beginning of that moment um and so we'll you know we'll we'll see what happens but obviously as, as far as it relates to sports there are a lot of athletes coming out and and the most recent thing is a video put together by a lot of prominent NFL players um, basically calling out the NFL. So the the NFL is probably the league that has the most going on when it comes to this. I think the NBA, because of, of what's been done over the past couple of years by Adam Silver, by the players, by the owners, you could even argue Jay-Z when he was involved with the Brooklyn Nets had a, had a, a hand in some of these things, but because the NBA is an overwhelmingly dominated black league, they've already had a lot of these changes and, and they've a lot of, had a lot of these people speak out before. So the NBA is kind of like the leader in all this. And the NFL has a lot of black players, but they have had a lot of basically the most issues. So this recent video that a lot of these NFLers are, are involved in, they want more action from the league. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see because the league did put out a statement, but obviously a lot of the league's owners, uh, are the, are the, you know, the, the people that the players are calling on to help make these changes. They're the ones with the money. They're the ones who really dominate and and can completely control the league. So that's the league that has, has the most going on is the most interesting when it comes to everything going on. I don't know when you made a great point just before it kind of made that kind of made me realize something. I think I'm like NFL, NHL, and will be all the owners of the power. I think in the NBA, the players have the power. I kind of just realized that. Did you know that? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Um, the players your, definitely. Your, your, point, your point made me realize that. That's very interesting. I don't know. Well, yeah, because when you look at the NBA the players control everything. Like if a guy has to be traded, he's traded. You know, it, there's not, it's not the case in the NFL. You know, there's plenty of guys who has to be traded and the, the owners tell you to shut up and play. Um, and, and, you know, obviously the, the Kaepernick situation is a perfect example where you have a player who is good enough to be in the league, but the owners decided he wasn't and he's out of the league. So that that's a perfect example. In the NBA, if 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 the owners decided to do that, they could still do that. Uh, and the owners have a salary cap, so there is a, more of a limit on how much money players can make because they have a max deal and they have a salary cap. So it's not completely controlled by the players, but the players have a lot more influence in the NBA than they do in, in some other leagues. Yep. Um, yeah. What else? Um, yeah, I just, I mean, so, some of the, some of the stuff is really powerful, actually. Some guys like Steven Jackson, March, Steven Jackson's, I don't know if you have a great speech, and Jalen Brown marching. But then the other end, you have, uh, again, the Drew Brees thing, and, and right after this, did you see what Jake Fromm said? No. 
only, and this is a legit quote, only elite white people should own guns. Well, I mean, that's just unconstitutional, but I really, Jake Fromm is, is really no one. So yeah. I don't really know, you know, he's not exactly a, a leader. I mean. And then you have um, Drew Brees who had, he, he just doesn't get the point, I don't, I don't think. I really don't. Like, and I, and like, it's really, it actually kind of sucks for me because, like, non-joking, non-joking-wise, like, with Brock Osweiler shit, he's by far my favorite player. Like, really on my life, I think, I think so. And for football, especially, so kind of sucks that he seemed like have a shitty team like that. Uh, yeah, I, I was kind of, I, I was actually kind of surprised by that. I don't know. I don't know what was your reaction. Uh, on what? The Drew Brees thing. The Drew Brees thing. Oh, I thought you were talking about Brock Osweiler. No, no, Brock. I don't think he had a statement. Yeah, I don't think he I needs to. He doesn't need know. to have a statement. Uh. I think the Drew Brees thing is is interesting. Um, I think that at the end of this, in a year from now, I think that it's going to be water under the bridge and that no one's going to remember it. I think him coming out not once but twice with apology statements, I think he's he is someone who obviously said what he said, but he's also going to be someone here who doesn't stand by that. I think he's going to completely step aside and not hold his ground. Um, and, and ultimately, I think, as we saw from Michael Thomas, who said yesterday like he's going to forgive Drew Brees, as long as his teammates forgive him and they're playing well on the field, no one's going to remember the statement. It'd be different if he stood by the statement that he made. But the fact that he's taken it back, he's apologized, he's remorseful about it, I think it'd be, obviously, what he said, there's a lot of issues with it. But I think yeah. I think that if he has that attitude that he's remorseful and that he's apologetic, I think it's just going to blow right over because it's not like he's standing by it. He kind of got caught off guard. I don't think anyone really talked about that. Like, he's on a Yahoo Finance yeah. Interview. So for him, maybe he's thinking he's going to be asked questions about finance. So I don't know if he was ready for that question. He sh- probably should have been because of what has been going on every day right now. But so ultimately, yeah, it's his fault that he wasn't ready. But I think he was kind of caught off guard. I think that, you know, he, he's he's learning like a lot of other people are. And I think it'd be wrong for his teammates and, and others to hold that against him. There are definitely going to be people that don't, that don't forget this and he might've lost some fans, but I think ultimately where it matters with his teammates, if he's continuing to be apologetic and, and being an ally to them, I think everything's going to be fine. That's a solid take. I agree. Um, Next topic, NBA. It's coming back, baby. NHL, coming back, baby. Knicks not in the playoffs again. That kind of sucks. But but we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I, I just want to say the NHL is not coming back, okay? 
the NHL does not have a date. There's no plan to I mean the NHL just just as we record this yesterday moved into phase two of their return to play, which is great news that they're opening up their facilities and that players are going to be training. But I am not considering the NHL coming back until they can give me a date when games are going to be played. I will give you twenty to five odds. I will pay you. You pay. I will pay you twenty dollars. You give me five bucks if the NHL does not come back. Well, I, I'm not saying they're not going to come back. I'm just saying they're not back yet. They said specifically in the press release about this the, what they what they've what they've been doing here that they don't have dates, and all of this is contingent on them being allowed to do this by the health agencies. Like, if if we have some bad stats with coronavirus, they can't start it or they have to delay it. I mean, they're probably going to play at some point, but I'm just what I'm saying is they're not back yet. They are planning to be back. They have good plans to be back, but they're not back yet because they haven't given me a date of when they're coming back. They don't even know. How about this hot take I have? You want to hear it? I, I don't think it's going to be hot, but I think, you know, <laughs> you can just have an opinion on something. I guess we're talking, it's going to be cold. Um, <laughs> that was great. Um, I said, because the NHL, because of coronavirus, is really bad in the winter, and the winter is cold, I think they should play field hockey, where it's summer and it's hot, and they kill the coronavirus. I don't know what you're talking about, but... That's just a completely different sport, so. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, make the players wear roller skates. Like, you, mean, you mean roller hockey? <laughs> yeah, roller hockey. You said field hockey. No, roller hockey. That is yeah. not. Field hockey's on grass. No, no, I've been roller hockey. God. Max, you got to get your act together. I'm so tired, sorry. Roller hockey. Yeah, that's not happening. There is there used to be a professional roller hockey league though back in the day. There is a team in New Jersey. The New Jersey Rock and Rollers was their name. Dope name. Yep. But no, no, no. like it actually makes sense, Jared. But you think about it. The coronavirus is really bad during the winter. The winter's cold. And Max, this is not. We're moving on from this. This is not an actual thing. You don't agree with it at all? No. Oh my god, like a little bit. It makes it cool. No. Dude, imagine imagine guys like Nick Letty and uh Matt. Nick Matt, Letty, Matt, that's uh, the first person you want to see play roller hockey, <laughs> Nick Letty. By the way, when the NHL goes back, my bet my my, my bet could still be on the Blackhawks, baby, are in the playoffs. Yep. They're in the playoffs. And I don't know you, but, Jared, but, but I'd be pretty scared to face Jonathan Taves, Duncan, Duncan, uh, Keith. And, um, Who they got? Who they got in the first round? I don't know. <laughs> you don't <laughs> even know. Blackhawks. Black, no, not Blackhawks down. Damn it. I got it. No, I got it. Oh, black. Okay, look at that. That's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oilers. That's a tough matchup. That's, that's, no, that, they'll be good on that because Jonathan Tate will dominate Connor McDavid. 
What? No. That's a tough matchup. Connor McDavid in a short series? That's tough. That's tough. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would be Myers, Connor McDavid, uh, Connor McDavid. I'd be shitting my pants if I see a Jonathan Taves pass Patrick Kane. We will see. We will see. So um, NB- the the NBA also announced that now. Did the NBA announce any dates? July thirty first is the target date. I've seen a lot. Target date, but. I feel like the NBA will get it. I really do. Um, Jared, you called this, by the way. You gave it. You gave the great early reporting on Disney World, and it's happening. Yep. I forgot. Are there Orlando Magic playing Disney World? That'd be pretty cool. I think. I think the Magic are in. Or yeah. Well, I don't know if, if they're if, in. They're at least on the bubble to make it. Just a fun fact, anybody for any uh, non-Negro Orlando Magic fanatics, if you watch the Thirty for Thirty documentary. You would know that Orlando Magic are named after uh, Magic Island, right? Disney Park. I never been to Disney World. Have you? Yeah, but I was really young. Good or bad? I I, I don't know. I I, I was there uh, in the same year that I was in oh, Israel God. for the first time, which is when I was like three or four years old. So there's these pictures of me, but I don't really remember much. Wait, what? You went to Israel when you were three or four? Yeah. For a bar mitzvah, oh. for for a family bar mitzvah. Where was it? Jerusalem or Tel Aviv? Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Yeah. That's so funny. Huh. All right. But I was still so, eligible for birthright because I was too young when I went to the when I went on that trip. Yeah, obviously. I know. Um, Orlando Magic. They should be in the class of thing. Yeah, they well, no, they're not. They have no. again. With, with let's let's go back here. The NBA is different than the NHL. The NHL is going right to playoffs. The NBA is playing some games to decide who gets in. There are teams on the bubble that are going to be playing a bunch of games, so they're bringing more than eight teams, and they're battling it out to see which eight teams are going to make it in. The NHL went the opposite way, and they just said. We're taking extra teams, so the NHL is taking 12 teams from the East and 12 teams from the West, 24 teams total. All of them are in the playoffs. They're going to have an extra round of the playoffs for the extra teams to compete in the to, to move on to the what's normally the first round. Now it's going to be the second round. And the NHL also announced very recently the format officially. And what's cool about that is in a move that is different, for the NHL, because a lot of times the NHL uh, is very dominated by the owners, similar to what the NFL is, and the owners just select everything. The players were allowed to select the actual format of how things things work. Gary Bettman allowed the players to get involved and, and took their recommendations. So, first of all, it is not going to be bracketed. It will be a format where all the teams that make it in will be, will get, be given a seed, and they will reseed after each round. So the, if you're the number one overall seed in your conference, like if you're the Bruins in the Eastern Conference uh, or the St. Louis Blues in the Western Conference, if you win your first-round matchup, in the second round, you won't face a team in a bracket. You will Everything will reseed, so you will play the lowest seed in the second round, which is very notable because, you know, theoretically – 
your matchups will be easier each round because you've earned that number one seed. And the players felt like that was very important. Even though the league would have preferred the bracketed format, they went with the reseeding format because the players felt like the regular season needs to matter more. And they wanted the results from the regular season to hold up in these seedings throughout the entire playoffs. So that's Now, while there's not any travel, so it's not like there's going to be any home games for anybody because they're not traveling at all, that will be a big difference for, uh, you know, the... What do you mean? I'm saying, like, the higher seed, like, number one... What do you mean? No, 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 no. What do you mean they're not going to travel? The NHL... In the playoffs, are doing it in in hub cities, so there's no there's no like you wouldn't get a home ice advantage, and there's no fans. So so what are they doing like like Nebraska? No, why don't you read the the release? They have ten different cities that they're considering to play in, and they're going to pick two cities, one for the east and one for the west. And they should pick New they should pick Newark. Newark is not one of the options listed, mostly because no Newark in New Jersey. Yeah, that, yeah one that is not one of the options listed <laughs> because there's a, many confirmed cases of coronavirus in New York, New Jersey area. So why would they bring the, the everybody into that area? <laughs> That's a good point, Jared. Yeah. So so what some are, of the options, if you would read read before you come on the <laughs> podcast and educate yourself, some of the options. Oh my God! Stop fire. Some of the options include Las Vegas, Edmonton, Minnesota. Chicago. Wait, Minneapolis, Minnesota? Yeah. Okay, that's not gonna happen. That's awful. That's why scary. not? What do you what do you mean why not? They don't need any right. police there to, to do anything. This is a closed door tournament. They just need good ice sheets, which Minnesota has. And they need oh, a, they need a city that doesn't have a lot of cases and that they have a good ice and then a lot of hotel rooms. So it makes sense to, to quarantine everybody there. They don't care about the police. Uh, okay. There's no fans, so they don't need, need the police for anything, but they are also considering Edmonton. Uh, they're considering Vancouver. I think they're considering Toronto, which I don't really think is the best option myself personally, but that is a, consideration i think dallas is under consideration uh and i know chicago's under consideration as well there's 10 different cities um the rumors like i told you about the rumors for disney that came to light the rumors for the nhl a lot of people are thinking vegas is gonna is gonna get the nod uh the nba was rumored to go with vegas for a little bit as well but they decided there's more opportunity for the players to get into trouble there so they went with the much more family-friendly Disney. I'm not sure if the NHL the NHL has a team in Vegas already. So we'll see if the NHL goes with Vegas. Edmonton is really, really putting on the pressure. They have basically no cases in Edmonton. And the Oilers and, and the city of Edmonton is laying it on thick. They really want the NHL to go there. Uh, so we'll see what the NHL decides. They're probably about a week maybe you two weeks away from picking those cities. So we'll see when they pick those cities. But to go back to what I was saying about being the higher seed, A, if you're the number one seed, you get to play a lower seed, the lowest possible seed in each round. But also you get the last change uh, and, and some other tactical advantages during gameplay. But they're not going to be traveling 
back and forth like a normal playoff series. So it's not like it's going to be, uh, it's it's not like it's going to be you know back and forth and you get home ice for a game seven or something like that. But you would get last change in a game seven. You you know you get maybe you get the better locker room or whatever it is. You you'd still and then like I said the matchup would be favorable as well. Being if you're the number one seed, you get the lowest seed each round instead of just facing whoever comes out of a bracket. So that's that's the NHL. Again, we don't know exactly when it's happening. So the NHL to me is not back yet, but they have a plan to be back, and hopefully they, they can see that through. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're on fire today. I'll give you that right now, John, because this is like some really good – Really good point to be making. Um, yeah, I, yeah, you, you the words, not my, not me. I mean, fuck. I think it'll be good. Edmonton, I look at it right now. There's, there's, the Toronto, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, in my opinion. And they have a lot of, they have a lot of ice. Like they have a lot of places to, to play. Um, because they're Toronto, the big city in yeah, Canada and everything. Obviously. But I just don't think, from perspective of. You know, confirmed cases. I think they have too, too many confirmed cases there. I also am not a big fan of Las Vegas either, but that doesn't mean. Why is that? Um, uh, they, fuck. AM did an article saying how they won't reopen, they won't reopen the full screen until 2023. The, <clears throat> what does that have to do I with anything? Wait, Terry, you're not going to I actually don't like how they've handled the COVID. I think they handled it very, very poorly. And a city like Edmonton, or a city like, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to look at the Apple stats, but a city that has good stats to the corona it was good and was good at keeping it down probably should be it, in my opinion. There. Well, I think Vegas has done a pretty good job, and and... Really, again, you you want the stats to be low, but in Vegas, the the great thing about it would be there's so many hotels, so and, and all of them are close to T-Mobile Arena, so you'd have a great opportunity to have everyone in the right spot and and shuttle the teams really easily back and forth to the arena. So, I definitely understand why they're considering Vegas, and I definitely think that Las Vegas is the kind of city that would take pride in hosting that, and they would go all out to make sure everything was exactly the way the NHL needed it. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, I'm just Team Edmonton. That's what I'm going to say. I'm Team Edmonton fully. Um, uh, yeah, next subject. Um, this is, like, probably one of the best things I've ever I, like. I've ever saw it in my life. I saw it for two hours last night during Gargery, and I said, what were the best championship teams for each sport since the year 2000? No, no, no. Actually, I, I want you to I meant to say, what was, what, what was our favorite? Favorite. Favorite. All right. I'm sorry. I did not mean to say that. Favorite. Are you ready? Yep. You go first, though. Take guess what it is for the NBA for me. Pistons. Yep, you saw that was gonna be that. It's not though. Really? Actually, the O two O three Spurs. Do you even remember that? Yeah, I do, and I also 
I don't know why, but it, but when I, I, went, I went through a huge Tim Duncan phase when Tim Duncan became to my favorite player, which he still is. And I watched a lot of highlights. I watched a lot of highlights, and then it turned into watching the whole playoffs from 03 with the Spurs. And I really liked it a lot. And their team is awesome. You have young Manu. You have young. You have young young TP. You have the Steve you got, Kerr. You got young toilet paper. Wait, wait. wait. You, you have Tony Parker. You have <laughs> you, you 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 have great Stephen Jackson right now. You have, you have when he's like doing awesome. You have Stephen Jackson. First of all, the record is sixteen twenty two. You have a great defensive small forward, Bruce Bowen. Tim Duncan in his absolute prime. I mean, MVP season, unreal. Matt Ginobili. <clears throat> Steven Jackson, you have, who was awesome at the time, as I said before. Steve Kerr, who was still pretty clutch. He had a great part of game six during the finals. Tony Parker, when he was 22 or 23. David Robinson, when he, when he was nearing the end of his, when he was 38. And Steve Smith, too. Emily Rose, who kind of fell. Um, just an awesome team. Obviously, you have fun fact: the coaches on, on this team are also awesome. You have Mike Brown as assistant coach, Mike Budenholzer, who is now the coach of the Bucks, who, who, who is the number one seed and has like an unreal record right now, and PJ Carlosimo. Awesome coaching staff, awesome team. NHL for me. Right. It's probably tough to choose either the 08 09 Penguins or the, or the 12 13 uh, Blackhawks. Probably we'll go with the Blackhawks just because uh, that's when I kind of started to fall. Like, that was the year they got into hockey because the Islanders were good that year. And, and I watched playoffs and I hated the Penguins and I hated, and I hated, and I hated the, the Bruins too. And I fell up with Blackhawks and Patrick Kane, and yeah, that's why I still that's why I play bets in the past four years to win. Um, uh, yeah, that's good for me. MLB, wait, NFL, oh eight, oh, I mean oh nine, two thousand ten Saints, love it. Um, MLB, I've been thinking. You go. Give me, give me, give me some time to think. All right. I'll go in the same sport order that you went. So, NBA, NBA. my favorite is 2011 Dallas Mavericks. Nice. Nice one. Uh, Definitely love seeing Dirk win a championship a little bit later in his career. Uh, Personally, for me, love Jose Juan Barea, Northeastern University alum. Love Jason Terry and Jason Kidd. Yep. Great. A great team there. And obviously – you know, that was a huge win over the Miami Heat that year where LeBron had just come to Miami and brought Chris Bosh with him. And everyone was very upset about the way that that went down with the decision. And they got beat. So that was really cool, I think, <laughs> to see them lose. we A lot of people were pretty excited. And Dallas was a team that obviously was really good, but I don't think they were the favorite. Uh, even during the playoffs, I mean, I think they were a three seed coming in, so they weren't a team that people were yeah. definitely picking. But they just they were un, unbeatable, man. They were so good. They just played great team basketball, 
And, uh, you know, honestly, that was kind of like the beginning of the end for me with the NBA. I, I don't think I've really watched a lot since then. But I, I really like that championship for Dallas. A runner-up would probably be when Cleveland. Wait, J- Jared? Yeah. Wait, I want to hear Cleveland, but I, I got relation to what you're saying. And the Mavericks roster is also awesome. I didn't realize how good – can I read you off of the names real quick? Yeah. You got J.J. Barea, Corey Brewer, Karan Butler – Tyson Chandler, Jason Kidd, Steve uh, Sean Marion, Steve Novak, Dirk Nowitzki, obviously Sean Stevenson, Paige. Who the heck is Steve Novak? He he was one of the big three three balls in the Knicks in, in the late in the, in the early in the early twenty ten. He, he was cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't Deshaun think that Stevenson, existed, but Deshaun Stevenson and Paige Stojakovic, along with Jason Terry, also right. That's a great roster. He did not. Did not recognize how good of a roster that was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing the 2016 Spurs were your second that you were to say? I was going to say the, the 2016 Cavs. Probably sure, second, have, yeah. second for me with uh, with LeBron winning a championship for Cleveland. Kind of going back to Cleveland, redeeming himself. And obviously it was the second year of the Warriors-Cavs domination that we saw in the NBA Finals. And... To see the Cavs get get that redemption was uh, in a game seven, no less, was pretty cool. Um, so I, I definitely enjoyed that championship for Cleveland, taking down the the mighty Warriors. But the Mavericks were were definitely the pick for me there. In the Stanley Cup, that is tough because obviously, uh, you know, as a Rangers fan. You know, there's a few times the Rangers got kind of close and then lost. So, as of recent history, you know, I haven't loved a lot of the champions. I think I'm going to have to go with the Washington Capitals. Obviously have a bias there. It was really cool to see the Caps win it working for a Caps affiliate. I know a lot of people up there in Washington – that got to win and get over that hump with Ovechkin, and there's a lot of excitement there. We got to have the Stanley Cup come down to Charleston after that, which was really cool. So it, it impacted me personally. So that's why I'm going to go with that. But runner-up, 2001 Colorado Avalanche. Nice. Epic, epic nice. series. Beating the Devils nice. in Game Patrick 7. Roar. What? You had Patrick Roar, right? Patrick Roar, yeah. And... and um, Really, the, the the championships remembered for Ray Bork. Uh, oh, yeah, that was with, last season. Yeah, he was about yeah. to retire. And obviously, you've got so many amazing players in the Avalanche. Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg, Milan Hayduk, Alex Tangay, Chris Drury, Adam Deadmarsh. Just an absolute stacked forward group. Defensively, we already mentioned Ray Bork, but you got Adam Foote. Rob Blake was on that team. Um, some great defensive guys, and then Patrick Waugh, obviously, you mentioned. Um, but for me, one of the reasons I picked that, not only is I really like that Colorado Avalanche team, but also seeing the Devils lose after the Devils had won the year before. And I was a really big uh, you know, hater on the Devils back then as a kid, so it was fun to see them lose in, in a Game 7. That was actually a big part of why... Was rooting for the Avalanche so hard was to see the Devils lose. So, um, did the Devils have Scott Gilman at the time? Yes. 
Yeah. Really? Yep. Wait, you were playing in the year 2000? Yeah. I thought you started playing like 2005. No, I don't think. No, that's in 2000. Uh, no, I, I don't think. No. He moved to the Rangers. In, he moved to the Rangers in yeah. like 09. Yeah, okay, I'm looking right now. Yeah, you're right. He, he, he played for the. Uh, yeah, he was definitely part of that team. 27th overall pick in the 98 draft. Wow. So that was a uh, that was definitely definitely the runner up series for me uh, in the NHL in the Super Bowl again you know kind of tough to pick anyone there because you know it wasn't really uh, that many years where a team that I was rooting for actually got the win obviously the the two. Super Bowls for the Giants, I was rooting for them against the Patriots, which, you know, those were pretty great. But actually, I'm going to go with the 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, who got the win over the Oakland Raiders. I really love that Tampa Bay Bucks team with uh, Warren Sapp, Warwick Dunn, Mike Allstott. One of the Barbers. Yep. Rondé. John Gruden. Yeah, I really like John Gruden as a coach there. So I thought, you know, that was a good that was a good win for that team. Brad Johnson was the was the QB with Sean King there as well. Uh yeah, like I said, gotta love the, the Mike Allstott Warwick Dunn combo. You've got Joe Jerevicious, Keyshawn Johnson got, got a championship there. Which was cool, former Jet, and then you mentioned on the on the defensive side, you know you've got the Rondé Barbers, Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks as a linebacker, was fun to watch. Simeon Rice, actually Booger McFarland, who is now on on ESPN, everybody knows him from that. He was on that team as well, so that that's one of the teams I liked playing video games, playing Madden with them. And it was cool to see them win a championship. So I'm going to go with them for for my favorite. But uh, also, you know, giving props to those Giants teams that, that beat the Patriots. Those were fun to watch for sure. As well as the Eagles beating the Patriots most recently, a couple of years ago. I believe that's a 2018 Super Bowl. Uh, at the conclusion of the 2017 season, you know, that was awesome to see the Eagles win that. So that's what I got for NFL. Do you want me to throw it back to you for World Series before I give my World Series? So, yeah, so I've come down to two teams. The 04 Red Sox and the 07 Red No. Actually, no. The 07 Red Sox, I think, either the 07 Red Sox or the 16 Cubs, and I Probably gotta go. Oh, seven Red Sox, I think. Um, oh, seven Red Sox. So, so oh, seven Red Sox. Yeah. Okay. record. The the their the team is awesome to me. That, 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 and I remember watching that 07 was the year 
I fell in with all sports. And bad, bad year for, to be a baseball fan for the Mets, obviously. But I still watch the playoffs every I remember coming home from elementary school and watching the playoffs on TV. You then be there at two, three PM games during the division round, championship championship round. I loved it. And I actually liked both teams in the World Series a lot, the, the Rockies and the Red Sox. But the Red Sox roster is awesome. You had Josh Beckett, rookie Clay Buckles, Eric Gat, I can never, never say his name right there. John Gay. John Lester, who that was the year he, he, he became, he, 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 I think he got diagnosed with cancer. Daisuke Machizaka, Hideki Okijama, Papa Vaughn, one that I liked him, Kurt Schilling, Tim Wakefield, and Mike Timlin. Awesome pitchers. Then you had Alex Scora, Eric Kinski, Mike Lowell, David Ortiz, that's rookie Pedroia, Kevin Euclid, Coco Chris, J.D. Drew, rookie Jacoby Ellsbury, Brandon Moss, Maddie Ramirez, Jason Vertek, and obviously being managed by the great Terry Francona. So, yeah, I mean, just, they're awesome to me. And the stats are great that season two. You had Lolo hitting 334. You had Maddie and just about three, just that 300, 286. Kevin Euclid hitting 288. You had, obviously, Ramirez and uh, Ortiz, just an awesome duo. That was also the year, Jared, one of my favorite, my favorite, baseball, my favorite non-Met baseball player happened, Jared. When Maddie Ramirez, I don't know if you saw it, he robbed the home run, and while he's robbing the home run, he high-fived the fans <laughs> against the Orioles. Do you remember that at all? Yeah. The coolest play to me, and it never gets to knock enough attention as, as much as it deserves. So yeah, that's uh, my favorite. It's either yeah, it's either probably it's, uh, it's them, and then the 2015 Cubs are a very very close second. For me, clearly the 2004 Boston Red Sox. Uh, as a Yankee guy who doesn't like Which the Yankees. One? The 04 Red Sox. As a guy yeah, who doesn't I, like the Yankees, I know, I know, I should have said this, Jared, but you can't, you can't be angry at me. You remember that time very well. You, you talked about it to me about how you were able to, uh, how all the Yankees fans were upset in school. Well, I, yeah, I was, I was in Boston for the 07 championship. I had just moved there for college, and got there in September, and then a month later, Red Sox were in the playoffs. I went to the championship parade when they won. In 07. So I was there. I remember it really well. Yeah. But for me, it wasn't like the 04 championship. I, I was rooting for the Red Sox in 07. And I, I, I was, I'm with you. If I, if, I, if I was older, I would totally side with you. One of the, I like the, the Rockies, too. Like, I remember not – like, I was rooting for the Red Sox because I wanted to see everything up close and be in Boston for it. But I remember, like, I was like, no, I like the Rockies, too. You know, like, I, I, like, I had the same feelings Good as team. you. But but the thing is, 04 for me was just like incredible. I mean, you got the everything. I mean, it just everything. You know, being being able to like you, you know remember the Yankees winning it not that long before beating the Mets. The Yankees had lost the year before to the Marlins in the championship, and they lost in 01 to the Diamondbacks. So it, it was just such a... The Yankees were such a dynasty. They had won three championships in a row. They got back for to try to win a fourth in a row and lost to the Diamondbacks, which is incredible to see them lose. 
And then two years later, they get back again, and they lose again to the Marlins. And you're thinking the next year when they when they have that 3-0 series lead against the Red Sox, you're like, God, they're going to freaking be back again. And then the Red Sox just come back. What a great group of guys. What a team. And the, the World Series was just like, it was over in like a snap because they just swept St. Louis. St. Louis had no chance. And it was just such a Did you know fun... coming in? No, I didn't know going in. Like, I think a lot of these people are like, you knew they weren't going to lose, but you never know. I mean, sometimes you, you come back in a seven-game series like that, it takes the energy out of you. Sometimes guys are tired. Uh, and But no, that's not – I mean, it just they just took it to that next level in the World Series. They were just like, no, we are not losing. I mean, think about it. They – they literally did not lose. Once they were down 0-3, and they came back and won four straight, and then they won four straight against St. Louis, they won eight straight games. That is so hard to do against some really high-level competition. And they just, like like you were talking about how great some opinion. of those great players, opinion. you got Pedro, uh, you got Manny, Ooh. you got David Johnny Ortiz. Damon. Johnny Damon at that time was great. Never, never one hated him not that long after that. Um, but I mean, there's just so many, you know, Kevin Euclid, Mike Lowell, there was just so many great guys on that team. Kurt Schilling when he was likable. Yep. I loved Kurt Schilling cause he had just, he had just been on the Diamondbacks that had beaten the Yankees a couple yeah. years before that. Kevin so it was like Millar. Kurt Schilling again. Yeah. Kevin Millar was great. I was always, I felt bad that Nomar Garcia Power wasn't on that team. Uh, I felt like he deserved the opportunity he had been one of the most likable Red Sox for so long. He had such a great history and a great career with the Red Sox. And it was sad to me that he wasn't on that team, but um, you know, so be it. He, he wasn't part of that group that, that got over the hump. So to, to me, the 04 Red Sox hands down is my favorite. I, I did really enjoy the, the whole situation in 07 being able to be a part of it. And, you know, got to also give runner up to, like I said, the Diamondbacks in 01. I mean, that was just, amazing to see them beat the Yankees. I, I love that World Series. I, I loved watching that. And the Marlins in 03, like that too, but no Go doubt team. about it. Red Sox 04, incredible. And uh, and, and that was just amazing. I, I, you know, it's crazy to think that, that they won in 04 and it had been so long since they had won. And now 07, and then you come back in, in obviously in 13. 2013. And then now a couple years ago, it's just – it's crazy, you know. It's obviously not a dynasty, but um, and it's funny because they've had their ups and downs too. Like I think even though they've won so many championships, they've had some low moments sometimes too. Like with Bobby Valentine being their manager, that didn't work out well. And um, by the way, and be- between O seven to between O seven to thirteen, that there was there was, was the twenty eleven season that was Bobby Valentine season. That was kind of a rough, rough stretch. Yeah, that, that's stretch the thing. It's not like it's been every year yeah. great stuff. They've kind of had their their downs, and obviously, most recently, you know, <laughs> you're coming off a World Series, and now they're you know they're in trouble and and all that. But I do want to mentioning Bobby Valentine, give Big Bobby V a shout out. He is he is un- incredible. Uh, he is he is unbelievable, and a guy who is is getting older. He's the athletic director at Sacred Heart University. He went out and was part of protests in Stamford, Connecticut, 
and was tweeting videos really? of him protesting. Go go check out Bobby Valentine's video uh, Twitter. It is the his most hysterical Twitter. He doesn't really know how to work it, I don't think. So he doesn't really have any captions. He just posts posts a photo with no caption, or he posts a video with like a couple typos by accident. He had a video with just the letter A as the caption because I think he mistakenly put it in there. But it was just him protesting peacefully, obviously. Uh, and, and it was awesome to see, and definitely shout out to Bobby V. Uh, he was he was even interviewed um, not that long ago as part of you know I saw him with with Scott Van Pelt on SportsCenter, and they replayed the Mets game after, after 9/11. They replayed the Mets oh. game after after 9/11 that Mike Piazza hit that famous home run in. And Bobby V came on after the game was over, after the replay was over. He came on SportsCenter to talk about it. He talked about that. He talked about him being an athletic director, what it means, you know, what this what this pandemic means for Division One athletics. I mean, talk about a guy who has incredible amount of knowledge in all kinds of different things. He he's been an elected official in in Stanford. He's been a politician. He's been serving on boards. When it's when they get a bad snowstorm there, he goes out and shovels people's driveways. I mean, this guy is just a, a stand-up class act all the way. Uh had to give him a, a quick shout out. Yeah, awesome. Didn't do a good job with the uh 2011 Red Sox though, but uh yeah. Uh it's pretty cool. Um Is that it? You got anything else? You want to wrap oh, it? I, I really... No, no, but yeah, we were talking about that. And how they handled it. Jared. Not looking good for that movie right now. What? Oh, MLB. Yeah, so we were just talking about the World Series, obviously. You know, I, I think this is the kind of thing where... Right now, we're, we're in the point that both sides... And obviously, MLB... At this point, with the is the only major sports league to not have a return to play scenario. They don't have their act together, and they're in a different spot because the NHL and NBA have already played a lot of games, so they're just trying to finish out a season. And the NBA, the MLB is trying to start their season. They had they had to stop in spring training, so it's a little bit different. But that being said, they are a mess. They're very far apart from each other as far as how much money the players are going to be able to get paid for this shortened season that they're going to have to play. As the days go on, they're continuing to lose more and more money because they're going to have to refund more and more ticket sales from, from games that are missed. Uh, obviously, you know, it's just kind of an all-out mess right now as they try to figure this out. But, you know, this is the situation where sometimes they want you to think it's worse than it is. You know, the players are saying the owners are the worst, the owners are saying the players are being greedy, and they're releasing these statements to to the public and to the media kind of on purpose to try to force the public perception to make make a deal happen. So it's hard to tell how bad it really is because sometimes they over-exaggerate how far apart these teams are, like I said, so that they... so that these, you know, these teams and these owners or the players feel pressured to get a deal together. But that being said, they're kind of running out of time here. They need they need to step on it pretty quickly and get a deal in place because if they don't, they're definitely going to be left behind and and 
it, it's going to be sad if there's not any baseball the entire season. That That's just going to be tough for a lot of people. Uh, yeah. Um, they need it, and I feel like there's yeah, that's that. I agree with it. Um, like a lot of people are saying, they don't think that's gonna happen. I still think it's gonna happen. I still think they're gonna figure it out. That's just my personal. I I think they know what's at stake. I think they're gonna figure something out. Yeah. Um, all right. Where I think I guess that's the MGD podcast. That's M- it. M- oh, I want to give a quick shout out to Jacob and a G. Pretty pretty big new fans of the pod. Love it. Yep. Um. All right. Episode 19 of the books. Good day. <laughs>